Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sextepston, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Uh, for me, I want to be the same person if I'm the number three. I want to be the same person if I'm the number one. Um, even if you come in here and you're the so-called starter, like you still have to earn the guy's trust. Now, he is the guy. We saw Nick Foles practice all last week during the first week of OTAs. Now it's on to the second week. Happy Memorial Day to you guys. How was your holiday, fellas? It was great. Yeah. Your day off. It was, uh, it was fun. Uh, I'm in the middle of uh, high school and eighth grade graduation uh, madness. It, I'm glad to be Post. here this morning. Post madness. Well, uh, yeah, high school graduation over the weekend. If you, you threw one of those a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, eighth grade graduation tomorrow night. So not quite oh. done, but I'm glad to be here because this is more relaxing. <laughs> no, oh, that's man. when you know. Memorial Day, what? It was more like Labor Day weekend for me. <laughs> All right, we're on to week two of OTAs, and big thing one is who was here last week, and that was Unique Ngakwe and Leonard Fournette. Uh, Leonard Fournette discussed why he went to Wyoming. It was for an interesting reason. It was to get back to just the basics of football. After the season we had last year, you know, I think everybody kind of hit the, the restart button. You know, we talked about where we was going at, you know, and uh, when I went to Dallas, actually Cam was out there. Uh, I went, I went, me and Jan trained for a minute together. So it was kind of like for all the players to get back into uh, our foundation where we all started from. So Leonard spoke to the media on Friday of last week. And I think we all were impressed by how calm, cool, and collected he was. And after his week of practice, it seems like he's doing all the right things, guys, here. Well, he looks the part. He's saying the part. Um, we all said from the time in February where it appeared, okay, whatever the team and Leonard had to discuss had been discussed and that he was going in all likelihood to be coming back because that was a thing early on in the offseason, that he, he had, at that point, we said he has to keep checking boxes all offseason, keep doing and saying the right things, but he won't prove anything until September because he's got to stay healthy, he's got to be productive, he's got to have when things start going wrong is when your look and looking the part is tested. Uh, everybody would say that, but for right now, all he can do is do these things, be here, have the right attitude, have the right, right frame of mind. It's not just here that he's been impressive. When you talk to people back there, uh, he's doing and saying the right things. They like what they see. Now he's got to do it. Well, talk about looking the part. I mean, he's always looked the part, but the shot with the BN4L, with the, I mean, it looks like the time in Wyoming certainly mm -hmm. did a lot for mm -hmm. him. Um, he's a guy for whom the game has always come easy. He was always the biggest, strongest, fastest. Then he gets to uh, the National Football League, and the Jaguars were so tilted towards the running game. He, he never had the balance of being able to run against a defense that didn't know he was coming. So I would think that he would be hyper-motivated to get his money back, right, mm -hmm. by playing with Nick Foles. So what I'm seeing is a guy who gets it, who mm -hmm. understands this is the proving time right now. John said it right. you got to be on the field in September proving it. But being here has them happy with him. Yeah, that's all has, he can do. Yeah, that's all he can do. He's doing everything. As much as I'm asked about Nick Foles out and about, I'm asked about this guy. Mm -hmm. What's he doing? And all I can say is he's here and he's working. 
and we didn't say that last year. Right, and that's all we can really say now. But one of the examples I think of him getting it is that he said on Friday that he was the one who approached Nick Foles the first practice and said, hey, let's go over the playbooks. Now, after every practice, those two sit down and go over the playbook, and it was Fournette's doing initiating that. I think I agree that Fournette is out attacking it. I do think that the Foles effect is you've got a lot of players that want to take advantage of the fact that there is now an elite, maybe too strong of a term, but a, a franchise quarterback here that can help make them better. He has to see the opportunity that exists for a legitimate threat in the passing game to improve his life. Okay. Well, it's a fresh start, and let's, let's remember, Brian, we're both old. Schlen's young. Um, when you're a Schlen's age and when you're Leonard's age, uh, Schlen's rare. She got it immediately. When she got here, she worked hard, and she was going forward, and it, everything was great. That's so nice. A lot of times, but I have a son. Uh, different. You know, it's uh, 22 and 23, you forget, they don't come into the league knowing what it takes to be great. Right. Uh, for this summer, I'm doing a series uh, talking to old Jaguars players about uh, former games, former seasons. I talked to Fred Taylor. He talked about how as a rookie, he said, I was just out there as a kid. I didn't know what it took to be great yet. I was just running on talent. It wasn't until year five or six that he understood what it took to be a great NFL player for the long term. Leonard's still young. It, hopefully, he's moving that direction. He sounds like a guy moving that direction, but let's not necessarily write a guy off because in his second year, he didn't quite get it yet. Mm -hmm. You know what he is, if that's the case? Common. True, but it was more than just not getting it at times absolutely. last year. At times it was. But at times it, it takes these guys time to grow up. Well, maybe he's growing up. Well, yeah, maybe he is. And it sure seems like he is. Mm -hmm. And when Nick Foles walks onto the field, and we'll all agree his presence is felt, it will lift the performance or perhaps even the desire to perform right. in a lot of young players. We just didn't see that from Leonard last mm -hmm. year. No. This is more, I think, than just ma maturing with Leonard. It's deciding that he has to work harder. Well, it's seen his career flash in front right. of that. Well, and let's yeah. be honest. You say it takes five or six years. Running backs, especially running backs who run like that, right. it better not take you five he or six years. He doesn't have five or six years, Yeah, right? those guys don't play as long in this game. If he wants to get paid, and it's pro ball, you want to get paid, you got to prove it now. Because mm -hmm. in two years, when you get paid, not three years down the road. All right, so we talked about who is here. Now we're talking about who is saying all the right things, and that is Jaguars defensive end Yannick Ngakwe. Yes, he wants a new contract, but that's not the reason that he's here. Uh, I don't have to be here, but I chose to be here. Uh, it just shows you how much I love the game, and that's why I want to be out here and help some guys out. So yes, he mentioned that he's aware that a contract is coming and that he wants a new contract, but the money isn't the reason that he's here. He wants to be here with his team. He sees the opportunity to improve some guys, especially Josh Allen. He was talking to him all last week on the field. He's saying the right things, guys, last week. Yeah, and that is the right thing to say. Uh, at this point with Jan, there, there always has to be in the forefront of his mind that contract because it is a key time in his life and in his career. Um, I think he... I, I don't know. There's uh, 13 or 10 of these sessions left, and seven of them are voluntary, uh, meaning the practices, OTAs. Right. I don't know that we're going to see Jan at every one of them. Um, I don't know that he should be at every one of them because there has to be an element of him right now. He needs to train and protect. He has to be smart uh, because if he gets hurt, it's not a good thing for him in terms of the contract. Being here in a lot of ways, I thought last week, was, hey, look, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. I want to be part of the team. Uh, I also want to show other teams 
but I'm a team guy. Uh, I think it was the right move. I certainly think everything he's doing now is still contract motivated. But, yes, good to be here, but also good to be smart. Don't get yourself hurt. You know, um, I'm not a cynical person by nature, but when players generally stand there and say, I didn't come in for the contract, not, I just won. I mean, it's pro ball. It's about the money. You're doing what's best for you. However, my experience with Unique is that he is a person of substance. Mm-hmm. He, he shows it to you on and off the field at all times. He is not a long-winded guy, but I thought he stood and explained mm-hmm. himself very well last week. And I believe that he is here because he wants to be seen as the guy in a locker room that's got a lot of those alpha males in there. And he's willing to put the work in to get the job done. That being said, he also wants to be the guy for his family and his mom, who he's very close to. We all have heard the story. So for him, it is about getting the contract. He's doing the right things. I've said, take your time. Don't rush into a $100 million contract for a, an undersized pass rusher, right? Because that's why you drafted Josh Allen. You've got options. But when he comes in and stands there as poised and as professional as he was mm-hmm. last week, I say, well, you don't want to let a guy like that go. Find a way to get a deal done. Right. I think he Smart also, move on his part. I think he also showed last week, no matter what happens with the contract, and I think, I think there's a very high percentage chance that he plays at least part of next season without a new contract, uh, he, he showed – that he's going to put in the work to not be underprepared to have a good year. And, again, I think it's good for the Jaguars. It's also important for him because, as we've talked about, Brian, I don't think it's a guarantee that he gets paid by the Jaguars. I think it'll happen, but I don't think it's a dead solid lock. For him, he needs a good year in case he doesn't get the deal. Mm -hmm. At his size with third-round pick, you know, he doesn't no, have that Joey Bosa uh, nope. pedigree no. where he's guaranteed to get paid. He knows that. That's why the chip's there. So he needs to have a big year if he doesn't have a contract to maximize his value for whatever happens. I go back to last season, the middle of last season, when he kept talking about in the locker room, you know, I want to be a captain next year. And you talk about being that guy. He had to take these steps and be present mm-hmm. if he was preaching last season that talk he wanted is to cheap. be Talk Show me. Mm-hmm. And he is showing you when he's out here, right? But as John pointed out, He's got to balance those two things. And so him not being here is a smart move on his part also. Right. Coaches won't say it. Tom Coughlin won't mm-hmm. say it. But he is doing the right things right now. Doing and saying are completely different. Have respect for the way that he's handling it. Yep, and that leads us into big thing three. Another guy who is not here, and it is okay, is all-pro cornerback Jalen Ramsey. And guys, I think about it last offseason. Is it me or is this not as much of a hype as it was last year? If you can remember last year – Everyone was talking about Jalen not being here, and it was a huge deal. Maybe people are starting to listen that it's okay that Jalen's not here. Well, I think some of it is there's other issues that people are upset about. You have the Telvin Smith issue. Mm-hmm. You have Unique. You have Foles. You have Fournette. So, but um, I do think it, it's something people didh- uh, people need to get used to. Uh, Brian, I, I wasn't here when Fred uh, started working out in Fort Lauderdale. After Fred's first couple of years, we started working out in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and took Maurice Jones-Drew with him. And I think both those guys... They turned out really yeah, as it good was players. Okay. Pretty good. I always both see Fred's name on yeah. the wall. And, and Maurice as I think Mo will be there, too. Yeah. So the point is, let's not get overblown with this with Jalen. And uh, get used to it. Because whether you pay him or not, whatever happens, he's not going to be here unless it's mandatory. And uh, I said on Zone Blitz on Friday... That's fine with me. I, for him, I don't care. I don't want him here. I don't want him getting hurt. We're just watching the play that he made, the ridiculous play right. that he made coming from the far side of the field to the middle third in uh, in London. 
the things that he can do are so much greater than the next best cornerbacks. There's never going to be a situation next year, Brian, where I'm sitting in the press box going, if he'd only been here in May, Brian. Yeah, right. He would have made that catch. If he'd been there May 31st, it'd all been bad. I, res- <laughs> I, I have such respect for people who walk the walk and talk the talk. And he said last year, this is what he was going to do. And you remember, at the end of, the, of last season, there was considerable pressure for guys to be here. Mm-hmm. Not that TC and Doug Marone were putting it on. Oh. But there was a, our guys need to be working together. And there were players that were saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, I'm going to do what I do. Even in the face of a 5-11 and 11 season and knowing that a contract is out there to be had, he still trusts his dad and his system to put him in a position to be able to play his best. Right. Um, I don't, it's, not, it's a non-story. Again, people out standing in line at Publix, they want to talk about Nick Foles and Leonard Fournette. No one has even remotely asked how Jalen Ramsey is. The fan base trusts him, too. Right, because they shouldn't be worried. Because they've seen what he does. Mm -hmm. These phones have apps now, the weather app. Uh, Jalen's brilliant. It's going to be 100 degrees out there. What's it going to be in Nashville? No wonder he doesn't Jalen's crazy like a fox. Do you know you you, you can look up weather in other cities, too? What's it going to be in Nashville? Well, I'll bet it's cooler. And air. So you don't know That's got to be the main reason. I, I admire Jalen Ramsey today because I'm going to be on that field. <laughs> when we come back on Jags Drive Time, we're going to talk about who stood out to us during week one of OTAs. We'll be back. When this is the sound of a waterfall in nature, there's no cause for concern. But when it's the sound of water gushing through your living room ceiling because a pipe bursts inside the wall, there's reason to panic unless you pick up the phone and call 1-800-SERVE-PRO. Only the cleanup and restoration specialists at ServPro can help make fire and water damage like it never even happened. So make the call to 1-800-SERVE-PRO at the first sign of water damage. Franchises are independently owned and operated. You're invited to Super Bowl 54 for a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience with NFL On Location. Next February in Miami, you'll meet NFL alumni, enjoy exciting pregame parties, watch the action from the 50-yard line, and celebrate on the field after the game. For easy, one-stop planning and access to hotels and travel, let NFL On Location plan your ultimate Super Bowl experience. Secure your official access and the best seats at Hard Rock Stadium today. Visit NFLOnLocation.com. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better... Join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to Jags Drive Time. Week two of OTAs will be out on that field during this week. We were just talking about it. It's going to be a real hot one. Highs in the hundreds this week. They do have an indoor practice facility, They do. Last I checked. I'm just throwing that out there just in case anybody hears <laughs> in this. In case anyone's yeah. listening. <laughs> no. We also got a hallway out there. Just run some plays out in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, it's right. fine. Yeah. That'll get it done. They're going to be in the heat. <laughs> yeah, and I think they're going to have to get used to it. Well, and that's why they do it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's check out who we are checking out during week one of OTAs. John, we always talk about during OTAs that 
no one really stands out unless you're catching the ball or throwing the ball during OTs, and that is one person that you have that's well, out. yeah. It's hard for linemen because all all linemen are doing, or, you know, but it's impressive. This number, it, it's impressive as long as they don't trip over each other. Um, it really is about skill positions and quarterbacks. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh Oliver. Uh, he looks the part. He can catch. He can go up and make contested catches. He clearly knows what he's doing in the passing game. The X factor for him won't happen until training camp when he shows if he can block a little bit, at least enough to give defenses uh, a doubt as to what the team's doing when he's in the game. Um, He's a rookie. If he catches 35, 40 balls and gives them some sort of threat, uh, make the defense acknowledge him a little bit, it'll be a successful season. But last week he did enough to show you that he's fluid. He looks the part. You weren't walking off the field going, Oh, goodness gracious, why do you draft this guy? So, uh, for week one, for three OTA practices, I thought he looked fine. And uh, I'm optimistic to see what he'll do when the pad's going. Your guy. Uh, well, I, I thought the first week was all about Nick Foles. And I wanted to watch where he placed the ball because that was always such an issue with Blake. The ball was high or away or too low. Because um, I really think that the receivers, D.D. Westbrook in particular, will benefit from, because they are catch-and-run receivers. Um, in other words, they're going to catch it and run after the catch as opposed to run down the field to catch the ball. It's not run to catch, it's catch and run. And watching Foles, it's clear that he is going to put these guys in a position to make plays with the ball in their hand. And they just, I watched a little bit of Oliver and, and the tight ends, but his placement, whether it was over the shoulder to Keenan Cole, or Keelan Cole down the field, or whether it was the underneath stuff to the wide receivers, he has such a mastery of where the ball is going. The accuracy factor should be huge with Foles. Um, I'll I'll turn my attention elsewhere this week, but last week I thought that every pass that he threw was a position where a guy could make a play on the ball, and um, I I didn't feel that way watching Blake all those years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that he was actually kind of shaky on Tuesday, uh, but his worst day was good. Yeah. Right. Meaning, like, even if he wasn't absolutely rock solid, sharp. you say that you watched Peyton Manning, right? We we don't have that frame of reference here for right. a guy on the practice field. Mark Brunel, to some degree, sure. was that way. This guy was markedly better on the practice. Oh, no field question. Than any quarterback mm-hmm. who has played here since two thousand and three. Yeah, no question. And uh, I thought, spe- it, one thing about OTAs you have to remember is a lot of times they are putting things in it that. Uh, 8.30 in the morning yeah. and going out and working on it for the first time that afternoon. So right. that's why I don't like to chart uh, completion percentage and all that. But there were plays, especially as the week went on, where he found Conley deep. He had he started to have chemistry with guys. Uh, I mentioned the shaky first day only as a way of saying it was, uh, but it was so much better than what we've seen, mm-hmm. and it's it's only going to keep escalating. He, I, I don't know that his, there's a stat for what I saw, though. Right. That was ball placement. I guess you could use uh, yards after catch would be the... They, they tend to put that on, on receivers rather than on quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but watching it last week, the ball was where it needed to be almost all the time. Even when he's just okay, it looks very good. Yeah, yeah regardless of the stats, it just the offense just seems to run so much more efficiently and quickly. Just things are going so much quicker than what we're used to seeing last year. Sure. That's the biggest thing that set up for me. 
All right, the guy that I noticed is seems to be Nick Foles' right-hand man, and that is Chris Connolly. They played together in Kansas City. The throw of the week was a Foles deep ball to Connolly over A.J. Boy. The whole offense went and congratulated Connolly when he caught that ball. There seems to be an automatic chemistry, John. You mentioned it, that you're seeing these um, relationships develop last week, and I think this is definitely one to keep an eye on the next few weeks. Well, the Foles wanted Conley here, and there's a reason for it. He's he's fast. He's athletic. He was a bargain in free agency. He's got a chance to make a huge impact here. And it, if he catches five or six touchdowns, it's it's a huge signing and he's a huge part of it. Uh, he certainly looks like he's got a chance to be one of the main three receivers. And that will take a lot of heat off of Westbrook and Chark on the other side because you've got two athletic guys, really tall athletic guys in Conley and Chark, and now Westbrook working middle of the field, Marquise Lee coming back. He is such an offset to the young receivers. As much as we talk about what he'll mean to Nick Foles, what he means to DJ Chark in terms of having that guy on the other side of the field out there running the route, taking some attention away, he should be a tremendous addition. Five, six touchdowns. You know, you could see eight or nine touchdowns, ten touchdowns from this guy if um, if he and Foles have the chemistry that we've been told they do. Well, he looks like what he is. He's a 60-year veteran yep. who Foles can trust to be where he's supposed to be on the route where he doesn't have to think about it. Uh, I don't want to sit here and put him in the Pro Bowl yet, but for a guy who has has been okay at times, good at times, it looks like this could be a good fit for him. Yeah, okay. and you talk about the pressure in the wide receiver room. We always talked about how Didi had a great year last year, but all right, Didi, you got to take one more step forward. You got to be the guy. I feel like that takes some of the pressure off of him to be that solid number one guy. Well, and remember, late in the year last year, he was the only weapon they had. Right. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball, I'm not the just talking in the talk passing to. game. He was the – Westbrook was the only player that defenses really had to account for. That's mm-hmm. how bad this thing was. And I don't know that they drafted him to be that. Brian. Right. I mean, it, it, you know, he's not a – and I don't take anything away from Didi and say he's, he's never going to be a one, but this – the game plan certainly was not for him to be the guy in his third year and be their go-to. He, all these guys are part of a package, and there was no package last year except for him. No, but he, it's remarkable. I remember watching Maurice Jones-Drew when he led the league in rushing in 2011. It was the number one ground game, right, in the league mm-hmm. on, the, on one of the worst passing attacks, which is it's remarkable mm-hmm. because generally if everyone knows you're running the ball, um, you don't have the success that Maurice did. And last year, I kind of had the same feeling watching Westbrook. When everyone knew that yeah. he was the only option, he still made plays. So now you put Conley out there, who John mentioned, long, athletic, not necessarily a Pro Bowl guy, but a guy who can make enough plays to look like one, mm-hmm. out on one side. And if DJ Chark finds his potential on the other, okay, now you've now really you have some got options. something. But if you only had Chark and Westbrook and you didn't have Conley, you'd still have two young receivers finding their way. Conley is that veteran guy who's going to be where he needs to be and he and Foles will be moving the chains and opening up opportunities for the other He guys. with Conley, too, don't forget. He's, he, he's elite level fast. So even if he's just okay, he'll even if he's just putting up him. okay numbers, you've got to guard him or, or he'll beat you, and it's a huge factor in offenses. Yeah, we saw him beat A.J. Boy last week, and he's definitely not slow. No. All right, we'll see who stands out in week two of OTAs coming up on Jags Drive Time, Ozone Snapshot. We 
when you hear Think Duval Motor Company, a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Since 1916, Duval Motor Company has proudly served Northeast Florida, offering the latest products and services with hometown hospitality. Visit Duval Ford and Duval Honda on Cassett Avenue, Duval Acura on Atlantic Boulevard, and Subaru of Gainesville to learn more. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. I've been doing this for 20 years, but success doesn't happen in a vacuum. Thank you for helping me move this thing along. You helped me get this thing going in the early days by telling 20 of your closest friends about Tito's. They told 20 more, and it kept growing from there. We wouldn't be where we are today without your support. Thank you very much. Go to titosvodka.com and pick up some Tito's gear. All proceeds benefit our charity partners. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Welcome back to Jags Drive Time. Let's visit the Ozone Mailbag. Hopefully they're a little happier than last week's Zone. Ah, probably not. Probably not. Probably. They're never happy. Happiness is overrated. <laughs> Says who? <laughs> Let's go to Bruce from Green Cove Springs, Florida. Various pundits are predicting the Jaguars win less than eight games. Yes, I know you said many of these experts don't know much about what's really going on with a given team. Still, I find it concerning. As Jaguars fans, we're looking for a playoff run. What weaknesses do you see that may preclude a winning season? Well, I always tend, Brian, to you know, not, too, not worry too much about what the pundits say because typically speaking, they're trying to look at 32 teams and they don't get down into the details the way the local people do. No, and most um, of those pundits don't really look at the Jaguars either. Right, and yeah, they look at four or five teams, and that's fine. Uh, but in looking at this team, I get why people don't believe in it because they haven't seen Nick Foles do it here yet. Uh, the offensive line struggled last year. Uh, there's a perception nationally that uh, Fournette fell off last year because he did. And then you look at the wide receivers and the tight ends, and you don't know who they are. So those are the reasons that it's hard to project because they haven't seen it. And the key to this season is going to be, does the, are the, is the Jaguars' front office right in the things that they're projecting? Meaning Foles looks like he can improve a wide receiver core that the front office thinks is better than other people believe. And, and they believe, whether they have to or whatnot, in Leonard Fournette. If they're right and three or four of those things that are unknown are good, this team has a, has a chance to get for the playoffs. If, you know, if they roll sevens or ones or snake eyes, whatever, on, on those things, then they're going to be bad. And it all depends on four or five unknown elements on offense. If four of them work, I think they're going to be good. I'll give you three names. Cam Robinson. Quincy Williams, Josh Oliver. If Cam Robinson returns at left tackle and is healthy, okay, the offensive line has a major question answered. If he doesn't, that's a weak spot. Mm -hmm. If Quincy Williams steps in and can play for Telvin Smith, 
that's a strength. I mean, if he can step in and do what Telvin did his first year, which was 100 tackles, a couple of interceptions, a sack, a forced fumble. Okay? Remember, fifth-round pick, third-round pick, you get it. The third one is Oliver for the reason that John just enumerated, and those are that they need to be able to have something in the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. Foles is famous for using the tight end about a third of the time, um, and this guy looks like the part. If he doesn't, and they're relying on James O'Shaughnessy and Ben Koyak, well, we know what that. We saw that last year. Right. There's got to be a difference maker in there somewhere. So left tackle, weak side linebacker, tight end. Those three guys, if they step in, you're fine. Yeah. Who are we kidding? It all comes down to Foles. Who are we kidding? Well, we're look- <laughs> we can't just say that for the right. next six months. <laughs> but yes. Yeah, and you think back to the initial signing, and everyone was so excited about Foles coming here, and everyone was saying, oh, playoff, Super Bowl, that's the answer. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's allowed where people are allowed to be worried about this team because it's right, they haven't seen Foles down right. here, so if, you can't depend. We don't know how this is going to mesh. If they're right and these things mesh, then they're going to be in good shape because the defense is good. If not, you know, there's a lot. Of th- there's a lot that can go wrong. There's a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. But I think we talked about it on the field last week, Brian. It's they could go anywhere realistically between seven and nine and and uh, ten and six. That puts them in a group of about 24 NFL teams right now. That's what the league is. If it was as simple as Nick Foles Super Bowl, they would never have let him leave Philadelphia. Right. Carson Wentz with the back and knee injuries. I mean, I know what he's projected to be, but they would never let him go if they could have avoided it. Right. All right, let's go to Gary from St. Augustine, Florida. Fournette is saying and doing the right things, right? I want to believe. When is it okay to trust this guy's own? Well, I think that's what we've been talking about all offseason with him is he's either reestablishing or establishing trust at this point. And I, I trust that his mind's in the right place. Uh, and now once the regular season starts – his mind being in the right place has to withstand the ups and downs that are going to come with the regular season, and he's got to stay healthy. And I don't know how you predict that. I, I do trust that he is in as good a place as he has been in a three-year NFL career so far, mentally. Um, let's say November. Let's see what he does the first half of the season. Can he get to November? Because remember last year, he couldn't even get to November, right. which is, by the way, when those teams that are going to be playoff teams start to play like they're going to be playoff teams. Um, let's see where he is when this team needs to, him to carry them through the grind of the most important month of the season, mm-hmm. November. Yep. All right, let's wrap it up with Keith from Jacksonville. Now that the first week of organized team activities are in the books, and again with the caveat that there's no pads and no hitting, is Nick Foles an upgrade at quarterback from Blake Portal? Well, I think again, we've already talked about this. it has to be proven in the regular season, certainly in terms of accuracy, spiral, uh, practice, you know, Blake always says not a good practice player. It looks better. Um, how it plays out in the field remains to be seen. Uh, it's hard to imagine that it's not a fundamental uh, basics upgrade. It looks better. Uh, I think it will be better, but it's regular season time. A different way to say the exact thing John just said is the arm <laughs> is better. Mm-hmm. You, d- you just watch the arm. Accuracy. It's, it's better. Yeah. That's an upgrade. Yeah. Well, it better be, or it's a disappointment. I mean, you paid this guy. To be yeah, there. they went and paid this guy, thinking he's a top fifteen guy. Uh, even when they paid Blake, I don't think they truly believed that he was going to be a top ten elite quarterback. They paid Blake because they wanted to keep he fit in their the system. system going yeah. as it was. The hope is he's an upgrade quarterback. If he's not, then something went terribly awry. Terrible. Yeah, the arm strength tells me this is a big league arm. Uh, Blake, I he never had that kind of arm strength. Right, so. and that's just coming off one week. Yeah. So you hope it How, keeps What going. it becomes, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. All right, we will wrap up Jaguars Drive Time with some top tweets next.
can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. You're invited to Super Bowl 54 for a once-in-a-lifetime experience with NFL On Location. Next February in Miami, you'll meet NFL alumni, enjoy exciting pregame parties, watch the action from the 50-yard line, and celebrate on the field after the game. For easy, one-stop planning and access to hotels and travel, let NFL On Location plan your ultimate Super Bowl experience. Secure your official access and the best seats at Hard Rock Stadium today. Visit NFLOnLocation.com. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Top tweets. Top tweets. Top tweets. Top tweets. All right, let's start top tweets with an NFL Network saying segment. Asking who the best trash talker in the NFL is, and none other, the award winner, Jalen Ramsey, gets the title. Do we agree with this? We were having this conversation in the office before the show, and I think there's no one who talks more than Jalen, but is he the best? It's pretty good. (laughs) It's a talent. uh, Part of it is backing it up, which he usually does. Part of it's being funny, which I I think he probably is. Yeah, I think he's... He's up there. It's hard. obviously hard to tell. It's not going to scientifically prove it, but I think he's... Uh, stats. He's, uh, he's pretty good. I'm not a big trash talk guy. Uh, but I can't think of anyone better. So this the stuff with uh, with A.J. Green a few years ago in right. Cincinnati yeah. gave the title to this guy as far as that I'm concerned. That was good stuff. And not just on the field, but when he came into the locker room mm-hmm. afterwards and kept talking it through the media back to A.J., um, I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to D.D. Westbrook, who tweeted out that he was watching some women's college softball and asked if there was a pro fast pitch league. And there is a pro fast pitch league. D.D. now is an ambassador for national pro fast pitch. Is actually throwing out the first pitch tonight for the Daytona branch of the national pro fast pitch league. Well, you're a softball player. I am, and I actually worked for USSA Pride, which is a part of this league before I started working here. So did you connect it? Yeah, I was excited to see it. All right. Well, and uh, what a change guy. A year ago, we're wondering, who is this guy going to become? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so it, it, he, he continues to walk the walk on off the field. He does the things, I, just the little things like that. Mm-hmm. going to go down to Daytona. And, not a lot of guys yeah. would do it. After He'll have no fun. Team. He'll have fun with it. We're talking about it. It's, 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 it'll probably find its way on to uh, Good Morning Football or something like that mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. Um, smart kid now showing us that he gets what it means to be a professional. Yeah, and he's really the first NFL player to tweet about this and really draw attention to this sport. So it's a huge step for them, that's for sure. Good for it all. And finally, the last top tweet is a shout-out to the Director of Public Relations for the Jaguars. Mr. Tad Dickman is hitched. He's engaged. Yeah, not hitched yet. Well, soon to be. <laughs> there's, we time, hope. there's still time, Tad. <laughs> there's still time, Tad. <laughs> 
Don't run now, Spencer. He's a good guy. Good for Tad. Yeah. And, and uh, good for uh, good for Spencer. Nice people. And uh, wish them well. Yep. Proving once again, he outkicked his coverage. <laughs> All right. Coming up on Jaguars.com later today, Coach Marone and A.J. Boye will talk to the media after OTAs. We will see you next week on Jags Drive Time.